The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of Dear Download, a podcast about Download Festival, music and the industry and all other news related to heavy metal. I'm Adam and as always I'm here with Simon. How you doing my man? Hello and good day to you sir. We also have another guest with us. Simon you have an intro so do you want to introduce our guest? I will do the introduction, yes. As as sure as you can see from the uh, name of this episode, you'll know who this is, but I will introduce him anyway. So uh, today's guest is uh, not only the lead singer of the incredible band In Search of Sun, he is also a rising director and writer uh, involved in the making of music videos for such bands as Sleep Token, Airborne, just to name a few, a whole host of others. Uh, This man also has two films under his belt so far, Hosts that came out in 2020 and Feed Me that came out in 2022. He is legitimately one of the most hardworking and most talented people that I have ever had the privilege of knowing. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Mr. Adam Leader. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? What's going on? Sorry, I was, uh, for the purpose of the video, I was holding uh, an ankle sock packet in the air uh, because that's what me and Simon used to do. We'd just hold things up and demonstrate them. But yeah, man, uh, thank you for having me, man. It's It's great to be back and it's nice to just... It's just nice to just talk. Thank you. And thank you for the very kind introduction. It was all lies, <laughs> but I'm yeah, glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was yeah. All, all, I just made it up. Just the, everything on there, reverse it, and that's actually the truth. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I don't do anything. <laughs> I just sit here and procrastinate like a bug. He just sits and vapes directly into his Mac. <laughs> that's just what he does. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> Uh, well, so any uh, any long-term listeners or anybody who has come across us and then decided to go back to the beginning uh, to listen from the beginning again will know that we've, ha- we've had Adam Leader on before a long, long time ago. Like I said, this is episode 62. Adam Leader was on episode four originally. So wow, was it, it was four? episode number four that you came on. Yeah, that long ago. Yeah, and then we did, uh, we did a, special, um, a special episode about In Search of Sun. I don't remember what number that was or what numbers it was between, but um, that was still a while ago, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a while, yeah. That was oh. when um, you released Fire I Play With and we'd done a special on the band and the single and we played the single, but even that feels like ages ago. Yes, now. I do I do remember. Well, that was a strange time, man, because that was, that was literally in the midst of COVID. So I, I think that was, yeah, we released that, I think, in 2021. Uh, so, yeah, literally two years, no. 2022 no 2022 it sorry not, it was 2022 yeah because yeah, yeah we weren't doing the podcast properly in 2021 so. it was yeah literally around this time or, or maybe february or march time so it was almost two years ago um fuck damn like yeah time really has flown <laughs> it really has that is mad i love that video by the way yeah i do it's uh so much fun whenever i show it to people they're always like this video is so just great and different and interesting and i'm like yeah it's awesome such a great idea for a music video oh i'm glad people dig it man that was probably one of the hardest shoots possible like because there was so much planning before it and then oh i bet 
it was just mad like 48 hours literally like not two days like you know two working days it was pretty much two full 24 hour periods like back to back over the weekend just going around london and doing all these things and setting up shots and then coming back and then i, I was the one to edit it. the editing was quite fun actually but it was a it was a big old project we actually just shot our our newest music video uh two Ooh. days ago yeah we'll get that don't see. worry i've got to ask you got to ask you about new stuff coming in a bit so hold off on talking about well, that for now i would we'll assume we'd but, get a preview yeah. and we'd be able to talk about it like like you know like like, like professionals have like they, they're allowed to look at stuff in advance <laughs> and then talk tell people i can, how I can send it, it. <laughs> i can send it to you if you want man it's it's pretty bonkers but yeah we can talk about it later that's fine yeah, sorry. Cool. Yeah, but that I do that um fire I play with literally when we saw you in Bournemouth, like I haven't obviously haven't heard you guys play that song live, but that was definitely one of my favorites. Like it's just such a great song yeah. and w- singing along to it so easy like live. I was literally just like I fucking love this song so much. Like it's oh, such a tune. Thank you, man. That's yeah. nice to hear. It was um yeah. it was quite it was a bit of a risk actually. You know like the whole you know that like you guys have been in bands before that the whole like oh, should we try and get the crowd to sing should we do it because you never know like, <laughs> yeah especially when yeah. you're when you're up and coming and no one really cares like you're just you're just there to try and push your own band and and like i'm like oh god i'm i want to get the people to sing along on this and it worked on every show it like, actually worked so that was a big <laughs> yeah but awesome. i was scared that no one would so yeah I, I was gutted i missed half of that <clears throat> i decided to go to the bar that was that's probably my favorite song of yours and i and i was like oh, oh cool. you know what? i'm going to the bar now and i came back to into the room and you were like halfway through it and i was so annoyed no nah, don't worry man you 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 got there for the better half <laughs> yeah. can i also say as though what sort of a douchebag just leaves halfway through the set well i wanted another beer <laughs> who, who does that who does who does that that's what playing you do is with you con, fire. You con, you con your mate. You con your mate into getting you the beer, and you stay and watch the band. Because that's what I done. <laughs> Who me? Thank you both for coming. By the way, it was. <laughs> Sorry, that's all right. No, I was just saying thanks for coming to the show, man. It was really, really nice to see you both in the crowd and Bondi as well. Simon's brother. Mm. For those listening, uh, just just being there in the crowd, it was uh, it's very nice and nerve wracking. Yeah, it was good. It was very good. It was a great gig as well. We really loved it. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks, man. Yeah. So, um, Brilliante. Well, should we talk a little bit about that? Because that was, um, well, f- go on. Yeah. Let's talk about the gig. How, how, because um, we'll talk about, yeah, we'll talk about the upcoming tour, but how was the last tour for you? And, and has that made you more excited to do the one coming this year? 100%, man. Like that tour was, that was everything. To be honest, it, it, that was the icing on the cake to, almost an entire year's worth of honestly like day to day like constant work man like rebuilding the band post-covid so to speak and trying to get back some sort of buzz about us again and there's you know as you guys know there's so much involved in doing that and like the tour was just we we booked a comeback show um a london comeback show in in july of last year which again was like is anyone going to turn up for this and we ended up like selling it out it was crazy man and um after that i was just sat here and we we were all in agreement like we have to we have to try and get a tour like we need to just we have to keep busy we got to do something we don't want to we want to keep momentum going so i see that scarlet riot had um announced the, these dates i'm like man i've been trying to get on a bill with them for a long time 
So I hounded those motherfuckers, man. <laughs> I, I hounded them until we got no. But then, you know, they, they, I didn't need to hound them. But turns out that the, uh, the stars aligned, so to speak, and they, they offered us the, um, the tour, and it was amazing, man. It was so cool, and going out and playing to their fans who really seemed to dig us as well, which we weren't sure, we weren't sure if that was going to happen, but they did. It was great, man. It was so good. Sold out shows every night thanks to Scarlet Riot, but sold out show, shows every night and it was just brilliant, man. So it was almost life-saving to be able to get back on stage again and just do it. Yeah, nice. And then, of course, that led on to now you guys have got your own tour coming this year. So are you excited about that? Nervous and excited? But um, like you said, so many people were digging it last time. I think it's going to be really good. I think that as well, it all, it all depends on venues. You know venues very well because you played a lot of them. So you would have mm. known which ones you guys had your eyes on that you really wanted to play. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a couple on this this upcoming uh, run that we haven't played yet, and it's it's cities that we haven't cities that we haven't even hit that that is really nerve wracking. I mean, the whole thing is nerve wracking because we're the headliners for this, and it's the first headline tour we've done, and and the responsibility of of everything lies on you as, as the headliner and there are yeah. certain cities that we haven't hit yet but we can see that it, it, we're quite popular on spotify in those cities so we thought well, well let's let's hit them and let's go and play them and and do it man and break the cherry of these places that we haven't been in well forever so yeah, yeah. i'm excited i'm nervous as well i'll probably get more excited closer to the time but right now i'm nervous because there's so much stuff that needs to be done <laughs> <laughs> so that's really cool that you can see those stats on spotify and and work out where to go from from there it's amazing it's such a good tool man you can literally look at like where your streams are coming from like where in the world which countries which cities which towns like what time of day um it, it's just amazing it's so cool so cool yeah that so, and that's spotify for artists right so that's the spotify behind mm. spotify which has all yes. the data. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Very yeah, cool. Man. Very cool. That leads on to, obviously, there has been rumblings around that, you know, you guys have done stuff, but I know that we were talking before that you you will be releasing an EP at some point. Um, is there anything you can tell us about that at all? We are. I can't confirm a date just yet, but before the tour, we will be releasing a new EP, There'll be some songs on there that people know because it's kind of the, the period in which we released um, the fire. I play, like the fire I play with, for example, will be on there. But there's a few more on there that people don't know. Uh, we will be doing a limited, a very limited run of vinyls, signed vinyls Ooh. for it as well, and some merchant, other merchandise, of course. But yeah, limited run of vinyls, and it will be out before the tour. And we just literally shot. The music video for the next single um nice on this record man and it's it's just bonkers it's so ridiculous and i love it because <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> <laughs> okay that's that, that sounds good yeah uh have you got a release date on the single all i can no. say at the moment is is that it will probably be around early march i think that this single will be coming out so not too not too far away i just finished the edit as well today like the or at least the first pass and i'm gonna i'm gonna send it to you guys so you can check it out it's just it's so stupid yes yeah. just so <laughs> stupid 
But awesome. yeah, I mean, well, if you finish the I'm edit, there's that. nothing stopping you from releasing it tomorrow, right? I mean, you, you could, <laughs> you, you could. <laughs> I could, I could. <laughs> no, but I'm not gonna. No, no. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that everything has to be planned for this kind of thing. I mean, I, I'm going. I'm probably going completely off of uh, what Simon had written down for this bit, but. We we spoke a little bit a while ago, but yeah, you have to plan everything so precisely and go right. So this this single will be released at, on this date, and then it has to be no more than two weeks later or something. Um, have you found found that? I, I don't know where I'm going with this now. <laughs> you look so. <laughs> I know I know where you're going with it. Like basically having a strategy. Yeah. And yeah, and that's that's where all the work comes into it, man. Because it really is just constantly especially in the time that we live in now like it's constant content creation you have to be doing stuff all the time and if you haven't got anything to release you need to be putting stuff out that you've you know done before and you can recycle it as either a reel or a post or or, or whatever or a picture um but once you do have something and this is like where we've made this mistake in the past and i think every band does it you make an album or you make an ep or you do a tour and you're like, man, yeah, this is it. You know, you don't even think about post tour uh, album or, or whatever it is you're you're putting out. But then when that happens and you do it, you get back and you realize you like, well, we've just lost momentum. Like yeah. you have to always be planning ahead. So now, you know, like people know what's happening, like or fans of In Search of Sun, all three of them, you know, they know what's <laughs> happening between <laughs> between now and May. But we know what's happening all the way up until the end of 2024 to the point where we're already planning 2025. You, you've got to constantly on, be on the ball with it yeah. and be planning things. Otherwise, you will just lose momentum. Yeah. Yeah. You see bands doing that, don't you? Just playing. And that, I think that's why, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's why EPs have worked so well for bands in recent times rather than albums. It, it seems like you can put out, um, you know, less is more sometimes because why would you put out a... 12 uh, you know 12 song album when that can be three eps so that yeah. album you could technically spread that album out over like a whole year or a year and a half or two years rather than doing those 12 songs you can you know release two singles then release the ep release a single single ep you know you could do it any way you want but that, i think that's why eps have worked so well for bands. like some bands like we were go we were talking before about <clears throat> excuse me bands like wargasm and other bands like that they don't even have an album. These bands are huge. They've just <laughs> released singles. They do, like they don't even release an EP. They just put singles out and they've got absolutely massive. Like they don't even have an album. When when was that ever a thing in the music industry getting big but you haven't ever ever made an album, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like just it it's more important to be active and to stay i hate this word but to stay relevant you know and, and to yeah. do that like the, the the single releasing strategy is so much more so much more uh beneficial i think for bands these days because you know who gives a shit about waiting two years you know you release an album look cool you know two more years until the next album because there's so much involved but you can cut that production and planning time down by i don't know 30 no 60 percent or whatever if you're doing just a third of that go right cool we're going to do that yeah. and it's just constant you're constantly doing stuff and i feel like people can really grow a lot quicker and have in a weird way have more stuff to push because it, it makes you less it i think it, it brings on more a level of of more excitement about doing it because it's happening sooner 
because you're able to get things done sooner, which means your brain, this is at least how I work anyway, your your brain, your mind is in a, in a more creative place because you feel more excited about it and thus you can make more content and you've got more ideas to do stuff. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's, yeah. 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 Um, all right, let's talk about music, but not talk about you. What albums or tunes or music have you been listening to lately? What's What have you been banging on? And don't just say Pantera. <laughs> well, I might need a moment to think in that case. <laughs> um, I've been really digging Bad Omens recently. Um, okay. Yeah, they're good. I've also been listening to a lot of 90s Garage, which... To nice. be honest, I've I've never not done so. I've I've got like a playlist of like Craig David, Artful Dodger, all the, like all these things on my on my uh, on my Spotify that I nice. listen to. But um, but yeah, a lot of bad or a little bit of bad omens. I'm really getting into Slaughter to Prevail as well. I'm just obsessed at the moment, and I'm actually nice. I'm directing their ne- their next music video as well. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> or but I guess by the time this go. goes out, I could probably say that I've, I've directed, I've just directed their latest music video because it's going to be on. Oh, look at that! This Friday, and I am fucking hell bricking no. it, <laughs> bricking it. Oh my god, that's going to be sweet as hell, though. They are awesome. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So you're actually doing it live this Friday, not it's being released this Friday. I'm doing. I'm yeah. We you're... we're actually shooting and, right, and directing okay. the video this Friday. Yeah. Nice. Um, nice. That's exciting. Very exciting. Well, actually, that leads on to another question I've got. Because a lot of, like, Sleep Token have got so massive since you guys worked with them. Like, that was literally at the point where they were just about to blow up. And now it's like, that video alone has, like, nearly 10 million views, which is insane. Hang on. Like, yeah. Before you answer that, I do, do you want to explain what that is? Because I, I can't be the only one who doesn't know. Okay, so... <laughs> So uh, Leader was working with Dark Fable Media and they done the video. What, what was the, which song was it? Which it was, was it? Alkaline. Alkaline, which is easily one of their best songs as well. And um, they were working on it and they released it. But this is like just before Sleep Token went boop, like literally like a month later, that album came out and everything went insane. Um, nice. So yeah, so I just wanted to ask Leader because everyone's so fascinated with Sleep Token and you know, there's a lot of hate, a lot of like, what was it like working with them? You probably can't give away a lot, but was it like, was it weird or was it normal or how did it like, how did it go? Because no one to this day still, people do kind of know who they are, but they've got such a weird thing around the band. Yeah. Like it, it first of all, it was great. It was a really cool day, man. And that, that was one of the days actually um, that I didn't really do much shooting or, or or production work i was actually in the video so like yeah i knew that yeah. i was more like in front of the camera for this one which was weird but um but it was great man you know it was just the singer that was there because he was the only one in the video but it was it was cool man he's he's a lovely guy he's really cool he's really fascinating like we shot in this big like mansion kind of place um I actually almost died because there's this big sh- shot or i could have there's this big shaft that like a massive like 50 to to 60 foot drop that goes all the way underground and we had to do this thing where we're we're the guys with guns and we have to go up this rickety staircase which was dangerous enough in itself but then we had to kind of move across and like pointing our gun our torches on our guns across and as we moved across i was backing up at one point 
And I just hear the guys going, Adam, don't, no, no, no. I'm like, what? And I stopped. I looked behind me and about three, three more feet away was this huge drop. I would have, what? yeah, I, I honestly pr probably would have died that day or oh my yeah, god it's crazy but it was a great shoot man and and he's lovely um really nice guy to talk to really hard worker and he's just fascinated with uh with everything he was really fascinated with the <laughs> the architecture of this mansion and the history of it it was uh it's cool it's good experience and i got to i got to shoot him as well <laughs> yeah that is cool that is very yeah they're just this i just can't believe how on the peak you guys were with that video and then all of a sudden they just explode and you know they friggin sold out you know wembley arena for god's sake Do you know what i mean like completely sold it out i saw them in 2018 at download and there was about 100 people there <laughs> so mad, the difference madness, is man. like crazy it just shows you can blow up um sticking with music before we move on to movies and stuff that you've done there how we mean you spoke about this um at the gig in Bournemouth, but I want you to tell everyone how insane this is. How crazy is it that you are basically friends with someone in your favourite band <laughs> of all time? <laughs> I don't know how much I can say on that. I, you know, but well, he's not going to listen to this, or maybe no. But I mean, like, okay, so basically, Leader has been a lifelong Pantera fan, and he has just loved them ever since i known them he showed videos of him when he was like 14 15 drumming pantera shirt on the guy has just loved them the whole time now he just texts people from pantera like it's <laughs> nothing i got how another did you funny first story get involved how did you first get involved with like how the hell did you get someone's from pantera's number and actually like they like you as well which is insane that's the insane part that that they like me because I'm not really a likable person. So, well, it, it's a funny story. It was 2015, around around that time, 15, 16, no, it's 15. And as usual, I was sat going, "How can I push the band? What can I do? What can I be doing behind the scenes to to just push?" And then I was like, "Well, I'm going to try and reach out to all the people that I love. You know, all the all the people that inspired me, or the, the just all my favorite." artists so i started doing that i was that guy you know and everyone knows <laughs> that person hey check out my band but you know I, I was doing that and i found this individual like right well i'm gonna message him but i know that he's not gonna reply because he's you know practically a god to me <laughs> and i sent him our single on facebook and he goes 20 minutes later i get a ping and I just thought, oh, who's that? Maybe it's Simon or maybe it's one of my actual friends, you know, like, but I looked at it and it was him said, hey, man, this is this is cool. Is this your band? I was like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, great. So then then we just started talking and we just kind of kept in touch. I didn't want to be really annoying. So it was just the occasional, hey, man, how are things going? You know, and at the time he was writing a new record for his solo stuff that he was doing. And then we released our single for do you remember we did a song called elevation yeah yeah. That? yeah we we released that and i sent it to him i said hey man what do you think of this and he loved it he was like dude this is fucking amazing i love this man and he shared it on facebook and it, like it was <laughs> it was crazy and then he's like dude let's get on the phone so then i <laughs> i run into the the kitchen where my mom was and i was like mom mom <laughs> he's gonna phone me he's gonna phone i told her who it was and so she was like what what's going on <laughs> and 
And then I was like, right, I have to do this on my own. So like I couldn't have her peeking her head. And so I ran downstairs to my car. He'd asked for my number. So I texted him, uh, text him it on Facebook, got to my car. And all of a sudden I see like, you know, United States phone number like calling me. I'm like, oh, my God. And then we just chatted on the phone and we were speaking for about 40 minutes just about music and stuff like that and he was asking questions about my band and I was asking him questions and I was like it was one of the most strange moments of my life just talking to someone that uh, that uh, talking to one of four guys that are the entire reason I'm here doing what I do today like it's, yeah. it was just insane absolutely insane and uh, yeah we're still friends to this day um that's I was Crazy. lucky enough, that lucky is... enough to to nab guest list for the Pantera in Amsterdam <laughs> last year, which was just the best. <laughs> night, so, yeah, you thought about um, seeing you, if um... they want to sub for you on your next tour. Yeah, they can <laughs> sub for you. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, you, does does this mean that you're going to download this year? Then at least for the day, I'm going to try if I can. But I do. I, I'm assuming that they are coming here anyway and going to do a run of dates which I would much prefer to see him in a venue anyway. So Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair actually. We have I haven't heard anything about them doing a tour around it, but um if it's a one-off then we'll probably end up trying to get you to download, but yeah, like you said, if they do dates anywhere else then yeah. Well, we could still try and get them to download. Try and get me to download <laughs> it. I'd love to go. I'd love to go. Wait, let's move on to films. Um so talk to me about Feed Me. Talk to me about, because last time we were talking, we were talking about distribution and you were getting it distributed into some other countries, I believe. Yeah, we we sold it. The first, I guess, sale that we made was selling the release rights to an American distributor, uh, which was amazing because it, it was enough for us to pay our investors back which is the main which was the main focus and that was like a massive weight off our shoulders when we cut that deal but also we sold it for enough to to actually make a profit which was great so that's two films that we've done now that it sounds a bit a bit um I don't know what the word a bit vain or arrogant I don't mean it to be but there's two films now that have made a profit um which is really hard to do so like it, it's cool man that's, and that's not arrogant dude that's a huge accomplishment especially with the way movies are made now, like making money on a movie is a massive accomplishment. It's not a boast. It's <laughs> okay. Good. I'm. I'm glad. That's good. Then I'm glad. I'm glad you think so. But <laughs> it's yeah, not it, a boast. super proud, man. And you know, when we when we made that sale to it was to X Y Z Films out in America, and that was for North American and uh, Canada release rights. Um, yeah, we made enough from that to pay our investors back, and they all made a nice return, and we all made a bit of money, and then. We got an amazing sales agent on board because you don't want to be the one representing yourself all the time and having to basically making a sale and doing huge 20 page contracts and for every different country you sell to. Um, But this sales agent, we got um, Priscilla at the Coven Films. She's just brilliant. She um, she did. Have you seen the Terrifier films? Yeah. No. she she did them she's she's the one that got them oh, okay released nice. she's fantastic so she's kind of she's been selling to, to other territories on behalf of us and she's just great so so good to work with so lovely and just nice they're really hard to come by people like her and people like xyz films just transparent people in the industry um just really great people 
So yeah, yeah, because you you hear a lot of bad things about we well, you hear a lot of bad things about the music industry. Because my next question to you was going to be, how was it transitioning from music industry into films? Because although they are similar in some ways, they both work very differently as well. So because you hear bad things about both, you hear bad things about the music industry. Not so much anymore that people can sort of release their own stuff. I think probably more onus is on the the film industry still being very difficult and people just wanting to make money off other people and not really caring what happens to the product etc you know what i i feel like they are very similar even on the business side of things like even even the music industry you know people at the top labels promoters whatever still all about money you know and and for the for the for the film industry again distributors whatever it is or producers like okay yeah i'll give you money to make this film but who's in it you know, I need someone that's going to make me money. It's all about money, man. That's all they care about, these people. So that's why it's very difficult to, you know, if, you, if you're if you lucky enough to, to get your hands on a big budget, then you can afford to pay a named actor that yeah. it will make a distributor go, well, yeah, we're going to buy that. We'll give you X amount for that because we know people are going to watch it. Or you have to do it the complete opposite way, which is obviously how we started doing this is, making very low budget movies but knowing how to make things look good on a shoestring budget and making something for for example feed me cost us 40,000 it was a 40,000 investment which is still a lot of money like in our world you know what i mean it's it's a yeah, huge it's a amount of a lot of money and i was the guy that had to be i was responsible for spending it and and getting that in but i was like oh my god i've never owned an account with this much cash in it was crazy <laughs> we sold it and made you know over double what it costs to make the movie and that so you can you can do it that way and then as you do it that way you slowly build so next time maybe you know i'm pushing now to go and make my own movie just on my own and and potentially hope hopefully somewhere in the region of 100 to 120 grand so each time you do that you just build and build and build until eventually you know in 562 years you can make a movie for five million (laughs) (laughs) so you have you have been thinking about your own one then you have been writing and coming up with ideas i guess and deciding on what you're actually going to do next yeah man like i think from the last two i've kind of learned or or discovered that i i really want to be a director in my own right and that's kind of what i'm doing so this next one it's it's you know film number three for me but it's technically film number one where i'm really doing it on my own um so to speak so it's good, man. I'm excited for it. Um, in terms of producing, I've got two producing partners with me. I've got Neil Ward, who was in Feed Me, and Samantha Loxley, who was also in Feed Me. We're producing it together, and I'm, I get to direct this myself. And it's a, it's a crazy idea. Very interesting. It's another horror movie. It's very interesting. Um, nice. But then, but then there's another one in the works as well, which is not horror at all. It's like a, a bit of a romp of a semi-gangster comedy it's just weird man but you know we'll see so some very exciting stuff on the horizon um nice yeah that's exciting that's good man it's a so that it's come a long way since me and you making uh funny horror movies in your garage (laughs) you'll never beat those man those were the best they were the best i hear i hear remake coming 100 100 man let's do it yeah, if you want to make no money, definitely go that way. <laughs> I have all that footage. I told, did I tell you? I've got it all. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking yeah. forward to watching it all. 
Mm. But yeah, um, what else was I going to ask? Um, what are your plans for this year? Just doing stuff wise, then are you going? Is there any gigs or anything else apart from possibly Pantera at Download that you're looking forward to, or anything else you've got your eye on, or is there anything else you're going to be working on apart from obviously the band and the tour this year? That's taking up most of the year. Like the band is pretty um, extent or it's pretty heavy in terms of the workload and stuff. But aside from that, yes, film number three. If uh, if everything happens in time, then we'll be shooting that next movie after the tour because there'll be a, a small gap in between where the band aren't doing anything before the next thing we do at the end of the year. And there is a side project that I have and that I know Simon knows about it, that I am doing something <laughs> with that I can't really mention. Um, <laughs> but I'm just slowly... I don't know if you know, Adam. No. If you if you don't, then we'll fill you in. Okay. Uh, and you <laughs> can gonna, edit it out. I was just laughing that you mentioned it and then you said, oh, I can't really mention it. But I've, I've mentioned it. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll understand why you, when we tell you. Okay. <laughs> but, it's, a well uh, kept, it's a well-kept secret. Listeners, you might find out one day, but at the moment... <laughs> This is a secret for the inner sanctum Wait, only. Wait, Yeah. Uh, will you promise that's, to come that's back kind of a here plan. to when you're announcing it? Promise to come back here because then we can. Then it's true. Wait, bait. Because otherwise, people won't be waiting. They're just not here. They won't. Well, they will. Hundred percent, man. I I promise. But that that's another thing on this year to to just continue building that because somehow it's um it's done fairly <laughs> fairly well. Yeah, it's doing really well. So okay, yeah. <laughs> no one knows what we're laughing about but if you knew we you would be like i i this is insane Uh, i'm gonna take a guess it might be i won't be right uh but i are you actually in sleep token as well (laughs) (laughs) that's done fairly well i guess god you know it'd be great i wish i was but no i don't don't have the time for that man it's it's already a full-time job working on in search of sun (laughs) (laughs) yeah cool i will yeah you could play you, you you could play drums for sleep token no problem that'd be fun he's a yeah. good drummer he's a very good drummer it, that guy very good drummer yeah very good drummer yeah who very what good. was his what was his name <laughs> I'm not... I'm... Drum, <laughs> drum, drum man drum man 5000 drum man 5000 that's a new side project there you go <laughs> <laughs> You drum right on a kit, on an electric kit, and every single drum is sounds that aren't drum sounds. <laughs> and you're called Drum Man Five Thousand. It's almost like Gleeter. Do you remember Gleeter, Simon? I remember Gleeter. Yeah, <laughs> he's all right, man. He's all right. He's all right. He's done well for himself. Yeah, I'm just a Gleeter boy. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Uh, that was all of my questions, but Adam, do you have any others that you want to ask him that we can slot into this episode? Um, oh, bugger me. I wasn't expecting... <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going. Um, well, I mean, we, you know, we've... we've this, this has been a, Once this is cut up, this is going to be a great one because we've spoke about so yeah. much shit. Um, there was. I had some questions as we were going, but they've all gone now. <laughs> it's all good, man. Don't worry about it. We could speak about... Um, you know, external hard drives. Oh, actually, here we go. This is a good one. <clears throat> I was going to ask you as well. Actually, I forgot to ask you this in the film one. What um, are you still? Because obviously, making movies, you appreciate the art of films. Are you still a cinema goer, 
or are you someone who doesn't go to the movies anymore? I do like like when I have time, I'd love to go to the to the cinema because to be honest, it's more for the smell. I just love the smell, that smell of popcorn going in and just sitting there and watching a movie on the big screen. It's great. Um I don't know if I would call myself like a, a what are they called? Like cinephiles. Are they, are they, is that cinephiles. the right? Yeah, 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 I don't know if is, I'm yeah. that that into it cuz I get I think I get more more uh excitement making movies than I do watching them but i love watching them to to feel something do you know what i mean and and it inspires me yeah. and but i think since making movies i've de- I definitely come from a standpoint now of of watching or, or analyzing them more and going oh okay did they all the way down to the script going like okay why didn't i enjoy that that's probably a script thing then because learning doing it learning to understand what works in a good script and what doesn't work and where the structures are because it's kind of it's kind of annoying in a way it can kind of take you out of the movie going or movie watching experience but i do love a good movie still the last movie i saw in the cinema was uh evil dead rise me and sam went to go and see that um, nice which was was good yeah enjoyed it good actually yeah it was good did you watch uh oppenheimer or barbie I haven't seen either yet, and I still I'm shocked that I haven't. I want to see them both. Just haven't had a chance to. Are they good? Well, from a direct from a director standpoint, they're both actually really good. I don't think Barbie's a good film. I think it looks great. Um, for the for the just you know the, the, just the design of it looks amazing, bringing Barbie to life. But Oppenheimer is is a must watch for a director. There's no two ways about it. I I will definitely be watching both of them for sure. I just I can't believe I haven't got round to it yet. Yeah, that's all right. There's plenty of time. You don't have to watch them. About about 50 million other people did, so it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It was the exactly. busiest. It was the busiest I've seen the cinema since um, Avengers Endgame, which was like considered to be like the last blockbuster before COVID, basically. But like, I hadn't seen the cinema this busy until then, and it was like like the old days where the cinema was just rammed full of people it was amazing for, for someone who goes to cinema all the time like me it was a great experience to see so many people appreciating films like together see those, those were the days man i do miss that you know when when it was like you go to the cinema you know that there's going to be loads of people there you know that you're going to share that experience with 300 other people or or 100 mm-hmm. other people whatever you know whatever the whatever but now it's just you go and you know you're going to be sat there with three others and you have to sit there you have to go in and you know that it's going to be really awkward because there's you and then there's like two more people like in in the row in front of you and you sort of just sit in silence and whisper to each other because for some reason people are too courteous and you think that well i can't be loud in the cinema even though the film hasn't started yet and there's two more people in here it makes it more (laughs) awkward Uh, do you know what i mean like the magic of going to the cinema has gone I, I went to see The Black Phone. Do you remember that? It came out like, I think, yeah, two yeah. years ago. Yeah, I heard now. that was all right, yeah. actually. Yeah, or no, was it? It's about it just over a year ago. I think it was near Christmas 2022. I went to the, the movies to see that just on my own. And it was just me in the cinema <laughs> on my own. No way. Literally I've never had that before. Just no, I hadn't until that day. But it was It was awesome, man. It was really cool. But at the same time, I was like... Well, one, I wish, you know, I wish I had some friends with me. And two, I, I, I wish I wish there were other people here as well, because it, it does create that 
that experience of just being in the cinema with loads of people and going, oh, ooh, ah. Yeah. That, you know, or, oh, yeah. yeah that, that was good or that was shit. That's quite a rare achievement because, one, it probably doesn't happen very often, and two, not many people probably go on their own or have the balls to go on their own. Yeah, true. That's true. <clears throat> That's yeah. great, though. It was just good. there by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. It's just just that vibing. You know, no one's stealing my popcorn. Just sitting there, got my feet <laughs> on the on the backrest of the of the seat in front of me, just watching Ethan Hawke do his thing, man. It was great. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I I probably would go to the cinema on my own if there was something I wanted to watch enough. What about you, Simon? Oh, I've been I've been quite a few times on my when I used to live in Harrow and it was the cinema was in walking distance. So I, used, I actually, you know, I went a couple of times in Cheltenham by myself. Go to the cinema alone, Adam. You you will enjoy it. It's yeah. good. There's 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 a new movie out right now called The Man with the Twelve Foot Tit. It's really good, man. Really is, good. I don't know if that it's is about his sarcastic or not. <laughs> no, it, it's great, man. It's really good, and it's written really Check well because he works in a luggage shop, so he's used to carrying heavy things. Yeah. And, he yeah. creates a handle. It's very scary. It's very scary. frightening. Spooky. Yeah. It's got a twist as well. <laughs> nice. It's got. A, it's what got the a... movie or his tit? <laughs> Both. <laughs> it's got. He's got a twist. <laughs> and and there's a twist. <laughs> it's made by um. <laughs> it's made by um M. Shyamalan's next door neighbor's friend. So you know it's gonna be good. Yeah, definitely. Wasn't her name Raisin or something? Raisin, yeah, Raisin. Yeah, that yeah. Was a given name. Raisin Mammary. Raisin. Raisin Mammary. So that's why she come up with. She's Mammary. obsessed with the last name. Yeah, man. So it's a good movie. Like, there's a scene where he he just walks across the road. Oh, you got to watch it, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're not uh, we're not going to keep you for too much longer, Adam. Thank you for coming on again. It's been really cool. Like I said, it's been a long time since last time. Um, anybody who hasn't listened to that episode, go go back and check it out. It, the episode is called Episode Four: Four uh, Four Cans of Cider and an Adam Leader. I think it was, wasn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, right? yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and what? Well, just to give a bit of a. Uh, a preview or give you a more of an incentive to go and, and, and listen to it. Adam tells us about his experience playing Download in 2018, was it? 2016. 16. Uh, but you played Download France in 2018, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. And loads and loads of other cool stuff in that episode. So yeah, go back and check it out uh, if you haven't already. It was really cool. Adam, do you want to um to, you know, do all the plugs and all that sort of stuff? Well, before we do plugs, got any shout outs you want to give? Oh man, loads. Shout out to the rest of the boys in the band, Dave, Faz, Sean and Rory. Uh, shout out to everyone involved in the making of our new batshit crazy music video, which people undoubtedly will see soon and probably ha hate, but you know. Um, so that's the rest of the band, Loki Films, Sean Hodson, Dean Addison, summer toms and samantha loxley it's an amazing team of people and we really did when you stop giving a fuck you really do create magic it was great um yeah man that's it man like everyone in the industry uh harry white hammerdown all in hammerdown festival uh mm. scarlet riot um you know um 
Celine Dion. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. Awesome. That was um, yeah. It's probably one of the first times anyone's ever shouted out Celine Dion, probably. <laughs> She's an important person. <laughs> cool. And um, right, pl- it's plug time. Do you want to plug the band, where people can find you, and everything else to do with the tour that's coming up? Yes. So uh, we are heading out on our first ever headline tour uh, this coming May. It starts on May the 3rd in Glasgow. Then we're heading to Leeds, Manchester, Nottingham, Birmingham, Bristol, Cardiff, and then finishing up in London. Tickets are on sale now at InSearchOfSun.com. And we've got the amazing Weller and Meringue supporting us. So uh, get your tickets. They are surprisingly selling fast, which is really nice unexpected (laughs) as well so uh yeah and then we've got some big plans that we can't announce but we will be announcing for the latter part of 2024 so uh stay tuned but yeah in search of sun.com get tickets (laughs) (laughs) do it do it yeah definitely go we can vouch that they are incredible live i will probably be going to the bristol show as well as adam i'm sure because that's the closest one to us um, but yeah, oh, amazing. it's going to be awesome. So we're really looking forward to going. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Also, um, provided everyone has listened to, um, you know, the entire discography of the Dear Download podcast, make sure afterwards that not only do you follow Adam and Simon on their socials, but also go to a local cinema, support local, you know, movie businesses, <laughs> go and watch the man with the 12 foot tit. Go and watch it. Yeah. Go see it, man. Support, support local businesses i agree i agree don't go to costa go to starbucks that's your local one you got to keep the starbucks you know they're really small chain <laughs> make sure you go to starbucks to get your coffee people. and wear shin pads that's it just wear <laughs> shin pads okay that uh that just sounded like the um was it baz lerman sunscreen song <laughs> it just randomly sounded like you were going to go into something like that um, wear <laughs> shin pads. You could, you you could do, you could cover that song, but have wear shin pads instead of wear sunscreen. Um, yeah, people have forgotten pads. about that song already. Anyway, is it bad? Was it Baz Luhrmann? I can't remember who it was. I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, anyway, never mind. Right, we are we are going to let Adam go. We are going to go as well. But before we do that, we have to say a huge thank you to our Patreon supporters: James Harrison, Alexander Toon. Dan Jacobs Cross, Dean Delicado, George Butler, Christopher Hambridge, Henry Richardson, Ben Sacconi, and Scott Seegers. Thank you so much for supporting us. You guys are absolute legends. If anybody else wants to support us on Patreon, you can do. You can find a link in the episode description. There will be a link tree in there. If you click on that, you will find links to everything you could ever need for us. Uh, the Patreon, like I said, but all social media social media sites etc we have a three pound tier and a five pound tier both tiers are just support tiers um, at the moment if you join at three pound tier we'll say a massive thank you to you in the next episode if you join the five pound tier we'll say a massive thank you to you in every episode and and of course everything we make will go back into the podcast to make it bigger and better for the future um but that's it yeah that's it for this episode um, so it's a goodbye from Simon. Goodbye. A goodbye from a leader. Goodbye. And a goodbye from me. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>